I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're going to want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality with rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification. Their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden, 
Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below, cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people in the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, Coast of dot Dear Shell, please accept her sincere apology of stoning you casting you through hell for all the moments she unconsciously and consciously blocked your pleading yell. She hears you. She sees you. You're her one magic wand on this earthly plane that she fully depends on to go above and miraculously beyond, waving your wand to keep her physical well-being sane, waving your wand over all the wounds, the bruises, the restrictions, the indulgences, the confusions from her old destructive self to evolve into her goddess self in her evolved goddess shell. If she promises to no longer abuse you with substances that never served you, if she promises to listen to your pleas when you need to be nourished to prevent disease, when you need to be nourished to prevent dis-ease, if she promises to listen when you need to be moved, to be touched, to be calmed, to be loved, listen. When you need a resting, listen. When you give her a blessing of the magic you play, when you give her a healing and honor, the emotions and motions her spirit plays and her mind prays, if she promises to listen and create a declaration, a declaration of dedication to you, a declaration of love to you as her final apology, then may you, her mind, and her spirit live the rest of your earthly days in unwavering harmony. Love always, she. P.S. 
she's listening. Ooh, I was nervous to recite that poem. Hello, Soul Tribe. Today is Monday, March 5th. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's 4.43 p.m. It's almost 4.44. You know our love and fixation on 4.44. That is always a great sign, as if our angels are just giving us a little wave. But anything in the 4.40s, I am so happy with. And I started that poem at 4.40. So, whoa. And that did, I didn't even mean for that to happen. But anyways, it's Monday, March 5th, the day we release our episodes. And I am performing this on that day pretty late. My sincere apology. <laughs> Allie and I had recorded an episode with a spirit shaman over Skype. Like, we've done all our interviews in Hawaii over Skype. And this was a message and a story in particular, his message and story. This one in particular is one that we just couldn't wait to gift you as we had wrote his name down and visualized sharing his message on your own magic since we heard his message many moons ago. However, during his interview, it got extremely, well, intense and just not of this world very supernatural and as this shaman was delivering a message this very powerful message that we know the world needs to hear the soul tribers the yomis they need to hear suddenly the computer froze yeah it froze we could hear his voice but he froze and everything we had recorded was erased no files to be found i and i I couldn't call him back on my computer we tried to reach him on Allie's as well, and his voice was muted. We couldn't hear him on his side. And he was so compassionate and patient with us as we tried to clear the technical issue to figure out whatever was going on for what seemed to be about an hour. He was just patiently standing by. And finally, we decided that we will all just do it again and hopefully in person next month so i wish that i could share his name but instead let's hope we bring him on again soon so this very phenomenal and inspiring and life changing spirit shaman can deliver his story and message to you and the most interesting part the shaman told us by the way i just wanted to throw this out there as this was happening he kept repeating and laughing I know who did this. <laughs> yeah, just something to keep in mind. That was so interesting. We definitely had chills because we felt it too, that this was something that was such a powerful message. It was being stopped, let's just say. So at that time, I guess it wasn't meant to be. And I do truly believe that everything happens the way it's supposed to, especially when we stay true to our second and our third brains, aka our stomach and our hearts, and listen to the guidance within the language of feeling that does not have an English or Spanish or French or Italian vocabulary, but a universal vocab. It's it's that feeling when we just when we listen to that, we know that what may seem inauspicious or inopportune is actually happening for us. So Ali and I listened to that, that apparently right now was just not the time, and we have full faith that we're going to be communicating with him soon. And it worked out because we were so busy packing up everything from Hawaii, and a few days later we did it off with our best friend Claire to the other side of the world, where there's heaps of kiwis around, and 
that's where I'm right now. New Zealand. I love kiwis. Oh, to clarify, kiwis. Yes, I love the kiwi fruit. Um, but kiwis are what we call people from New Zealand. Well, what they who what they refer to themselves as is kiwis, and not because of the fruit, but because of the kiwi bird, which are so cute, and they're actually endangered and. They can't fly, and they're kind of blind, and I haven't seen one yet because they're endangered, and it's sad, but uh, kiwi pride here. <laughs> I love the kiwis. So, yeah, for the first four days or so, Claire, Ali, and I, we just really enjoyed each other's company and exploring together, knowing that a few days later, we were going to part ways to step out of our comfort zones a little Uh, Those of you who keep up with us every week, you would know that Ali and I have been pretty much only been around each other and a few other humans like Claire and rocks and roosters and palm trees for the past eight months since India. Um, And for whatever reason, around the same time uh, and separately as well, Claire, Ali and I, we all separately felt called to come to this magical island of New Zealand. I absolutely really have no idea why. I was just like, man, I really feel like going to New Zealand. None of us know why. We just knew we had to go, and Clary initially was going to have her first solo female experience out in this wilderness, and Allie and I were going to Rome together. Then when we realized that we all wanted to go, that we just must go, we were, but we also must brave this wilderness on our own and step out of our comfort zones, aka each other, and venture with new people ourselves to evolve and expand our souls as we're evolving rapidly and walking our own line and at different speeds and levels and it just feels right we, we just feel free and we all love each other so much that we are encouraging this for each other because we want each other to expand and evolve and grow and we can only do that by stepping outside of our comfort zones and knowing that we must detangle ourselves from our attachment to Hawaii and do our own thing so this feels right it's scary, and yet it's freeing. So here I am. Here I am on the north shore of Auckland, and I found myself a white, bright studio surrounded by trees and ceiling-to-floor windows. I have put it on my Insta story that I just I needed to share because it's so beautiful, and I am giving myself permission to spend the money on something nice, truly appreciating it as I welcome creative thoughts and poetic words to flow in this space, and I plan on actually potentially, yes, finishing, yes, I am, I'm declaring this, I am, because I'm limitless and I create my reality, I am finishing my poetry book manuscript here and researching how to send it out to a literary agent and manifesting a literary agent. Or do what Allie did and self-publish her book, Explorations of a Cosmic Soul, which has done so well. And I actually truly am torn. I know I can say that I'm either going to go the self-publishing route or the literary agent route, and I can manifest both and have success with both. But I really, truly just need to sit with this for a bit because I'm torn on which one I do. There's benefits to both. Um, Either way might work. Let me know, maybe DM me if you think that I should go swing one way or the other. I'm curious of your thoughts. (sighs) By the way, again, did I tell you how much I love Kiwis, the Kiwi New Zealanders? It's just, it's so funny. Just before I recorded this podcast, I bought a superfood coffee from this plant-based organic restaurant called Little Bird Unbakery. It's so 
cute. Oh, and our friend Emma Milden, who we interviewed on this podcast and on the podcast, she's like, you guys should come to New Zealand. There's so many men. And we're like, oh, yeah, we're totally going to do that. And we really actually did. We followed through. We said we were going to do it and we did it. So um, she took us to Little Bird a few days ago and I just had to go back because their kimchi pancake. Oh, so good. Uh, I need to get that recipe. It is out of this world. And I had a raw vegan apple muffin with cream plant cheese. It was so sinful and delicious and sugary. And I loved it. And, but this coffee, okay? I felt like getting the superfood coffee uh, with a ton of different mushroom powders. And the cup is seriously the size of my thumb. No, I have small thumbs. I am serious. It is the size of my thumb. New Zealand smalls are tiny it's one little shot sip and then their larges the New Zealand larges are the size of American smalls it's hilarious we truly it just goes to show Americans are truly volume eaters and fast eaters at that and drinkers and I will get into a whole spill on binging and volume eating because that is a huge part of my history and a big topic in this discussion but yeah. And also <laughs> Claire and Allie too, as Americans. I mean, I thought that we were all, we all ate pretty normal sized food, but compared to who we have been dining with in New Zealand, nah. Like Emma, <laughs> Emma looked over and her and I had this small kombucha and Claire had a big smoothie and Allie had a medium sized uh, coffee. It was a turmeric latte. And we were all just sitting there and they'd give us our drinks and then, you know, they're so tiny. We're like, what? And two moments later, like my kombucha is obviously gone. Uh, Allie's coffee is gone and Claire's big smoothie is gone. And Emma just blinked her eyes and she's like, this, (laughs) what? Who are you guys? This is not real. And we're like, wait, this is normal. We thought this was just a small thing. Is this really just the portion that we're getting? What is this? This It was, it's hilarious. It's been hilarious, but you know, aside from the portion sizes, (laughs) I love New Zealand. So anyways, fast forward to this moment in this studio, knowing that it is Monday and you are expecting an episode. We don't, and we don't really have an episode. I just, I did not want to let the tribe down. And though it may be delivered late, it's better late than never, as consistency is key to keeping you guys happy. (laughs) Actually, I know that you don't depend on us or anybody else for your happiness but yourselves. But other than that, we just like to do this. And plus, I would not feel right. I know that my my soul would be a little upset with me if I didn't deliver something. So here it is. And I just, I really actually intended on recording first thing in the morning. (laughs) I wake up around, well, this morning, no joke. I woke up at about 4.15 a.m. and then I journaled um, all these thoughts are in my head so I could get back to sleep. So I was like, okay, no, I need to sleep like one more hour, but I have so much going on. So I'm just going to do this. So I journaled, journaled, journaled. And then when I uh, went back to bed to sleep a little longer, it was 4.44 p.m. And I was like, oh, or a.m. It was 4.44 a.m. And I was like, all right, I hear you, angels. Thank you. You got my back. I know I was supposed to do this. Anyways, So I intended on recording earlier, but I'm doing it now, and that's okay. (sighs) And before I recorded, though, I just really wanted to feel a line and ask my soul, 
what I feel called to share <laughs> because there have been so many subjects and so many topics of discussion and so many things have just have been brought into my awareness lately. And I thought, man, I, I, I honestly couldn't decide. So I had to sit with myself for a bit. And um, what came to mind is like, what do people usually come to me about? And this is also just a side hat tip for those yomis out there that are trying to figure out what career path to pursue or passions to stick with. Just think about what people usually go to you for or what you think about daily. Is it maybe relationship advice, friendship advice or health and wellness tips? Are you a yogi or maybe meditation and mindfulness, fitness, or even beauty and makeup and or fashion? You know, a lot of people might go to you because you have amazing pants um, or travel. Maybe people are like, what in the world? How do you just travel? Get up all the time and just travel, which anybody can because we're limitless beings. We don't have to be tied down to where we are all the time. Or how do you, how do you, how are you a free spirit? Or maybe music. How in the world do you do what you do when it comes to your musical genius? Or maybe people just enjoy your music. Or maybe you are so passionate about feminism and female empowerment or the female body or you know a lot about that time of the month and people go to you about that or even maybe astrology or astronomy or moonology or spirituality science finances painting writing oceanography whatever it is maybe you mend hearts or you love to cook for people or you like to spend time with your hair okay I can stop now you get the picture but there are so many things that people go to you for or maybe even just one person but you know you are an expert at something and it could just be anything it could be something completely specific completely niche but whatever it is you're not only good at it so people go to you but most importantly you enjoy providing this type of service to help others in those areas a service that you would do free for free not only to not only for compensation, but your compensation is you enjoying and getting the benefit of helping someone else and something that you like to research and involve and expand in that area of yourself. So you guys, even you guys and close friends and family, they come to me, you know, for many things. We all have people that come to us for many things because we are passionate about many things. And for me, spirituality or poetry and writing, uh, podcasting, or tapping into their inner goddess and female empowerment. But because this is an issue that too many struggle with, and one of my most frequent asks is the topic of eating disorders. So, because on this podcast and now on Instagram too, I have been a pretty open book about this issue, which has really been so worth it. I'm so thankful that I decided to be vulnerable about this topic, especially for someone who has a tendency to act like everything is smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors. Uh, But let's be honest, talking to empaths like you and being one myself anybody who embellishes their life or their truth we can just we can smell that from a mile away 
And that idea of perfection, that ideal of what we think our lives should look like or how our bodies should look like or how our personalities or energies should be perceived and how we should, we must treat others a certain way in order to be liked. Like, please love me, please love me. That mentality, like, that can lead to living a life that doesn't feel the most true to you and living and just living a life that is not for you we're not beaming as bright as we should be if we are living a lie in fact we may seem a little dim and just fade in the background and put on an invisible cloak and others can just pick up on that energy that toxic energy and no one who wants to be around that no one wants to be around that and this can be a cycle of mine that I can be that person that puts on that invisible cloak or that smoke and mirrors mentality and you know it's just not attractive to everybody if that's not really how you're feeling at that time it's not that I'm going to wear my emotions on my sleeve but just be authentically me and I just want you to be authentically you oh we've all we've we've easily labeled this as someone who might be fake or trying too hard and those labels they are indeed unfair and I was I'm sure that person is doing the best they can with the tools that they have given in their life circumstances to be the way, the way they are. We shouldn't judge them but because we've never walked their path. We've never lived in their shoes. And who are we to deem someone else as fake or lost or trying too hard? Like, who are we? How? What? Who are we to put ourselves on that pedestal to think this about someone else or who are they to put themselves on a pedestal to think that about us when we're just doing the best with the tools we have however there is a difference between that judgment and that belittling of someone or putting someone on a pedestal or feeling superior or inferior to someone there's a difference between that and distancing yourself from someone or if some or just distancing yourself because a person's energy just doesn't vibe with your own and something just feels off and that's okay you don't have to be around everybody just listen to that if an energy feels off or if you feel off in someone's presence listen to that because if you feel off in their presence then they are probably going to sense that and they may misjudge you and it's just all gonna go sour so just listen to that and take time to decipher whether you are judging or just not feeling right being around this person, even if you're just trying to be nice. But if it doesn't feel right in times it feels, if if it feels forced, that's, that's not fine. If it just doesn't feel right, that's fine. You're not better than that person. They're not better than you. You just don't vibe. And that may make you think that what you're doing seems fake or what they're doing seems fake or you guys are trying too hard. For example, many people who are walking hearts may have trouble vibing with those who need logical reasoning to make sense of anything. Or Republicans don't vibe with Democrats. You know, <laughs> It's just the journey of life. Not every being vibes. I've come to realize that. And that's okay. Even though we are all pure love and we all should, there has been a lot of societal barriers that influence us. And unfortunately, even though we should all just be pure love and love every single being, and that's what I do hope to achieve. And I know that I love every single soul terror, but I just would love to feel that way about every being. Pure, true, unconditional love. But We've all had experiences in life that society has made us 
believe things should be a certain way or we've created certain realities for ourselves or we have certain perceptions that sometimes just don't align with someone else and that's unfortunately a part of this human experience. Aside from all of that, this is another side note about hearts and brains and those walking hearts and walking brains and did you know the heart? like I said earlier, is one of our other brains. Like, you you probably actually already know this, but I just wanted to talk about it anyways. Uh, Because it just fascinates me since too many humans believe that we are ruled by our minds, that are our head brains, that we are our minds, that we control our minds and our minds control us, ruling our everyday lives and motions and emotions. But fun fact, the heart possesses a little heart brain, which is composed of 40,000 neurons. The brain has a bit more, but these neurons can sense, feel, learn, and remember. So this brain in our hearts will send messages to the brain in our heads about how our body is feeling and the emotions that we are experiencing. The heart and brain are just, they're in constant communication. And when we're feeling positive emotion, emotions, the heart's rhythm becomes more coherent and will send this information to the brain and the entire body neurologically and biochemically creates a bridge to access our all-knowing, yes, our intuition, in which we can do in actually less than a minute. But something in our bodies may feel off. And when that is, or maybe it even feels painful. And if they're not agreeing, if our brain thoughts are not aligning with or whatever our heart brain is experiencing, then that's when everything and everything feels off. You may allow the ego mind to take over your intuition and do things your true self wouldn't do. For example, maybe overeating to numb the pain or feeling off or numbing that guidance of your intuition. Yes, when we overeat, we are numbing our we are numbing that voice of our intuition, that feeling, the language of feeling that we need to listen to in order to live our truest, most authentic lives. Uh, and But that it's just a horrible cycle because it's like when something's arising that we don't want to listen to, sometimes we just tend to overeat, overeat, overeat. Give me that cookie, give me that cookie. And because when we do overeat or we bring ourselves down or, or when we stare in the mirror, we surround ourselves with people or places that we question and something feels off, we are distancing ourselves from listening to that voice within us that will guide us to pure love and happiness within others for all others and within ourselves. Yes. And one other interesting thing that they found in people who have heart transplants is that those people will suddenly experience cravings, personality changes, or memory transferences of their organ donor. Like, I think it was 1988. I just know it was a couple years before I was born. This American woman received a heart transplant of an 18-year-old dude, an 18-year-old male. And soon after... The operation, she suddenly felt like drinking a beer, and she had this uncontrollable urge to eat nuggets from KFC, <laughs> which I definitely know what that urge that urge feels like, though it has been a decade, luckily. So she also, but this is crazy, she was also receiving dreams from this mystery man who would visit her, and she was so certain, she was sure that it was her donor in which she 
so she, I guess, went to the obituaries or searched in the obituaries of people who had died around the time she needed her heart transplant. And indeed, the man, the exact man that she saw her in dream in her dreams, was in the newspapers. She found him, and it was like, whoa! And he did happen to like to eat KFC. I'm sure since he was 18, they didn't expose the beer thing, but I think that's very interesting. I drank a lot of beer when I was 18 too. Which is another thing I'll get back to, or into later, when it comes to overeating stuff. You'll see, a little teaser. But, oh, another cool one um, that I want to mention is that there was also this man who suddenly developed a fascination for classical music, which he just, he never cared for classical music before. There, there are just so many fascinating stories, and it just makes me think, if my heart could change the life of someone for the better, or at least what I perceive is for the better, due to my own created reality and what I perceive to be better because or how I just want to enjoy my life because there really is no better or worse ways to enjoy life than anyone else in a sense we all have our own versions of what we okay yada yada I don't need to go to spill about that but how would I want them to enjoy life and what would I hope that they craved so of course you know mostly plant-based diet would be nice for them uh yeah but Mostly feelings of complete self-love and acceptance. And actually, no. Not even just, like, acceptance. Straight up, like, confidence. You feel so good. You feel like you wouldn't want to be in any other body or be any other being. And always giving myself permission to do what I truly want to do. And not letting external environments or societal norms to stop me or force me or make me feel obligated to do anything I just don't align with. Oh yeah. So that is what I would want hope the person that I donate my heart to feels. And so that's just a fun food for thought. And yeah, speaking of food, by the way, I just went off in this whole tangent, but I really wanted to talk about that. And, but what I really want to venture off into is my eating disorder journey in which I have shared a lot about it on the podcast. So here I'm just going to share bits and pieces um, and summarize it again, but leave you with more food for thoughts. If you are struggling with an eating disorder, what society wants to define as an eating disorder in order to label you, or if you're struggling with body images or suffer from just having a horrible relationship with food, because, man, I have been around the ringer. And I'm sure you have too. And we just need to stop, you know? <laughs> I would say my history and using a label for the majority of society to comprehend my experience, even though it was vastly different than anyone else's because we're all unique and your quote-unquote eating disorder experience is vastly different from mine. But in order for the majority of society to comprehend our experiences, we unfortunately sometimes attach labels to things as someone. So, for example, plant-based. Like, a lot of people will attach plant-based to me, but I don't. Yeah, I eat mostly plant-based food, or but I will not label myself a vegan or anything anymore because I just I want to be free from all labels because I'm not a label. I'm a being. But that's a whole nother tangent. This one, I'm just going to be linear and stick to, uh, well, uh, as linear as I can be, but this topic of eating disorder. And trust me, I'm still not at all perfect. 
at having the most beautiful relationship with food either. But I tell myself, actually, yes, no, right now I I am. I'm going to shift that language because what we say really, truly does play out and create and paint our reality. So I am so free. I have a, a, the most amazing relationship with food. I listen to my hunger cues and I tell myself, I really will tell myself every day that I am healing and getting better every day. And if it doesn't resonate for you to tell yourself like I am perfect with my food, then you can truly, I'm sure you can believe that you are getting better every day because you're allowing yourself to get better every day. And we'll talk about that. So, man, if I could just go back to childhood, I was, you know, unintentionally listening to my hunger cues. I stopped when I was full. I ate when I was hungry. I didn't snack too much. Even if the treat just sounded so tasty, like the Nutter Butters that my grandma always provided me, I just, if I just wasn't hungry and I did, then I just didn't eat it, even if it's my favorite treat which I actually really love to overeat broccoli <laughs> as a kid. Just kidding. I never overeat anything because I was an intuitive eater. But I did choose broccoli over ice cream, Any, which is so crazy, right? Um, but it just wasn't too far down the line in my childhood when my relationships, or I guess actually lack of relationships with other children, that they were just, it was negligent. It was not doing well. And the desire to be perfect in my pageants because I was, yes, a quote-unquote, not a toddler in tiara, but a child in a tiara, preteens in tiara, in tiaras. I won Miss Junior America at age, uh, when I was about 12, and that was my focus, to be perfect on that. And so I did begin developing an on-and-off relation, unhealthy and healthy relationship with food because I just thought I needed to be perfect. And then around 14 or 15, um, my best friend and I had agreed that we would help each other stay skinny by binging whatever we ate. So we ate and ate whatever we desired, a lot of Burger King, and then hold each other's hair back to binge and also a lot of frozen yogurt. And a year later or so in mid high school, we also shamelessly abused our bodies <laughs> with drugs, a lot of different types of drugs, um, and, and would not eat all day. So we could just drink more without weight, gaining weight. And then also, so we could get more drunk. And that was our weekend ritual. And it's, I would not wish any young woman young lady that is in high school to go through that because I promise you it messes with your body for the rest of your life so please if you are experiencing drug abuse and you happen to be that young age or just even just now it's going to have effects later on so stop while you can while it hasn't taken over and throughout high school, I just felt the social pressure to have the hottest body because I thrived. And I'll just be so blunt. Girls, you know, I thrived on girls envying it. I thrived on guys wanting it and telling me all the time that I had the best body, yada, yada. Like, that was my that was my goal and that's what I was achieving. And I did what I could to keep it. And the value I had on myself, the self-love I had for myself was dependent on my body. 
may I also just applaud those of you who are in high school listening to this and that's not your mindset and that you have the awareness beyond that because not a lot of people do. A lot of people are so worried about what their peers think of them, but you soul drivers, you're so smart and there are so many people that are in high school listening to this and I'm just so amazed with you guys. You're so I just can't wait to see what unfolds in your future and in your journeys and it's going to be powerful and you're going to inspire so many because you're so wise beyond your years and so this pattern this was a pattern of mine for a while and this was a pattern that wasn't even in my awareness until I got heavier years later um there when I just became very overweight so this pattern of just being so dependent on my body and doing whatever I can to make it as beautiful as possible that definitely backfired because I became very overweight when I got very depressed after my best friend another best friend who I did also do a lot of bad things with um but had a lot of amazing memories with she passed and then it just triggered depression and doctors you know they did what they could to bring my pounds down and I went on every diet in the book I was a yo-yo dieter a binge eater one day and starving myself to punish myself the next which usually led me to binging a huge dinner and the more unhealthy I got the more sedentary I got and the more sedentary I got the more depressed and emotional I got and the more negative things were happening in in my experience and the more toxic people were entering and because I was allowing this to happen I was allowing myself to continue to slide down this never-ending spiral and my favorite meals by the way at the time if you're interested were like chicken teriyaki footlong subs at Subway loaded with ranch dressing and extra cheese plus I no joke it would be I'd get the footlong and then I would have an extra half of a turkey sub I would get the wheat bread assuming that I was being healthier, but (laughs) especially to make up, to have a balanced diet to make up for, you know, my three chocolate chip cookies and the chips that I would also get in a large Coke all in one sitting every single time while I was binging some sort of episode because I was far removed, distancing myself from that voice, that feeling, numbing that feeling, that intuition within that was telling me that everything is off. Please listen, please listen. But my body continued to trek, even though even though I would feed it with large Little Caesars pizzas, meat lovers pizzas from Little Caesars, or three to four chicken patties with a large fry at Jack in the Box. Oh, and a ton of breadsticks if I had a pizza. Like, even though I fed it, and I was numbing my intuition, my body still kept trucking through. Your body is still there today. It's still there for you. Isn't that nothing but amazing? So if you can't right now tell yourself that I am beautiful and truly believe it, I'm sure you can tell yourself and truly believe that your body is a fucking miracle. It is. And yes, I've just, I've come a long way from what I used to eat indeed and I do care a lot about my food and how it's sourced but <laughs> like so I don't I don't go to Pizza Hut anymore or Little Caesars or Jack in the Box or Subway um I do go to places like Whole Foods or natural health markets and if I was in the states I oh this is a good time for me to plug Thrive Market our sponsor Thrive is mostly known for their abundant selection of organic groceries that are up to 50% less than what you can get at the market 
down the street from you and they'll deliver it just straight to your door so no need to go to the grocer and thrive wants to gift the your own magic listeners 60 dollars worth of free groceries plus free shipping and a free 30-day trial so no there is no catch some people really have to me like what's the catch about this I don't believe you. Am I really going to get my $60 worth? But you are. If you sign up for thrivemarket.com forward slash your own magic, you'll receive $60 worth of free organic groceries and home goods, beauty goods, and even pet supplies of your choice. And like I said, you can narrow it down to vegan or gluten-free or raw or paleo. Just Go to thrivemarket.com forward slash your own magic and order your free $60 worth of groceries plus free shipping and a th- free 30 day trial. That's for blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm a little tongue tied, but again, that's thrivemarket.com forward slash your own magic. And there's that. So, where did I leave off? Oh, yeah the food. (laughs) Speaking of all the food, not only was I a binge eater of fast food restaurants, you get the picture there, but I was also a heavy smoker. I would wake up and have a strong Marlboro Red during this time. And this happened for a while between the ages of about 17 to 22. And I usually did eat alone. Um, but when I did meet my ex-fiance at that time, like we also enjoyed binging together while we watched shows together and binge shows together and went through a ton of different series on Netflix and a ton of different food. <laughs> but one day I just, I was over it. I was, I was over it many days, but really it just took one day. It took this one day that make a difference. It took this one moment and it can take any just present moment, present day. It doesn't have to be many days from now. It just took one day for me to truly tell myself enough was enough. And that was when I first quit smoking. That was my first thing before I quit everything else. And when I could tell myself enough was enough with smoking and I stopped that addiction, I knew I could do anything. I just had to take it day by day and that there was no diet. There was no miracle food or pill that I could take anymore. That this was just, I needed to just jump off this train for my own health, for my own sanity. And I just had to let go of all things that would trigger this in me. Uh, and so my fiance and I, we did split for many reasons, but it was the catalyst to beginning my health journey was this, now I'm a free solo bird, but I didn't have to take that split. It really just, it was one day, one moment when I really just decided to grab or put both hands on the steering wheel and take control. I, and instead of expecting that I would lose 10 pounds in a month, and want to see the scale drop immediately. I, Because that's, I think a lot of people's mistake is that they just want instant success. But I had to approach this more mindfully. And I didn't want to have a weight goal to reach. I just knew that if I implemented my version of a healthy lifestyle that I was happy with to keep up with. And that every single day I would improve if I just put my mind and my heart over matter, then I would triumph, in which I did. So pound by pound, no matter where I was at 
this journey of weight loss, I had full faith that I was looking better every day. And I knew I was looking better every day. And I told myself I was looking fitter and healthier every day. That was my mantra that I look so good. I look so fit. I look so healthy. I truly expressed those mantras. And then I really was triumphant at this. I one day I really was, it was about six months later or so, I was thriving. I was fit. I was healthy. I woke up in a body that felt limitless, that was always limitless, but really, really was an example of someone who was limitless. And I was getting compliments left and right, soaking them up and letting them, honestly, one day they really did get to my head. And that's when I ended up taking my weight loss a little too far and becoming a little too obsessive about what I ate and losing, I would just wanted to lose more weight and get skinnier because that was addictive. And I clearly have an addictive personality and I wanted to, well, no, I don't. I just labeled myself as somebody that has an addictive personality, but I'm not. No one is. We don't need to call ourselves. We don't need to tell ourselves that. Anyways, I I have to catch myself sometimes still from scripts that I've always used to tell myself, but I just wanted to make sure that I maintained this healthy lifestyle and to never be overweight again. So I would run six to 10 miles a day, not because I just wanted to, um, like I would do today, but because I was making, I did it to be skinny. I did it to stay skinny. And the days that I missed, I would barely eat. Shoot, the days that I did, I would barely eat for the amount of mileage that I was tracking, even though I was eating volumes of food. It was mostly low calorie, high watery foods that would go absolutely nowhere. (laughs) So one day I woke up and it was, I happened to be in Melbourne, Australia. I stepped on the scale and I was 40 kilograms. Didn't know what that was. Googled it, 88 pounds. And my friend was looking over my shoulder and she just started crying. And she's like, this is not okay. (laughs) I can see your bones. And she was a friend that I've had for a long time. And that friend that had passed away was our uh, best friend. We were always in a group of three. And she was looked at me and she was crying and she was so worried. She was the first person to tell me this. And that really hit me. And I knew I had to change. And so we went out for a good meal and I ate what I want and I didn't run the next day. So pound by pound during this gain, no matter where I was on this weight gain journey, I would have full faith that I was looking better every day. And I knew I was looking better every day. And I told myself I was looking fitter, feeling and filling out and looking healthier every day. And I wasn't applying the law of attraction or anything. I just, this was truly how my mindset was and what you just truly believe is what you do achieve and if you can conceive it you will achieve it that is nothing but true that is a law of this universe like the law of gravity and I believe that I fully fully believe that and that's why we are all limitless beings so again that's when I had to implement my mindful practice I just had to take it day by day allowing myself to slowly gain the weight back till I was free from seeing food as the devil however though when I stopped practicing these thoughts, um, which again, they were unintentional, but I somehow lost my way and I started comparing myself again, worrying that I was just gaining too much weight. And of course, body dysmorphia was taking place and I found myself in the same pattern, the same thought loops and the same 
habit loops, starving myself one day, over-exercising the next, and binging a lot to make up for the calories. And I just, I, oh, okay, I feel called to say this right now, and this is just full exposure. Um, I developed a habit for a long time, uh, a, a habit of chewing and spitting my food. It's actually known as chewing and spitting disorder, <laughs> um, and I would chew and spit my food so I didn't feel guilty about what I was eating, especially as I started to enjoy food again. I really want to continue to join that food, but I didn't want to put the weight on, so I thought that this was something that I could do to keep the weight off, which, by the way, is not true, and it just messes with your digestive system and enzymes, so please don't even think about trying that on home because you will gain weight from it. I promise you that, but when this was going on, I only told a few people, uh, my mom, Allie's mom and Allie. And so now you guys know <laughs> what's up, Biomies. I suffered from chewing and spitting for a long time. And uh, yeah, something just please never do. You will gain weight from this and you just will also be distancing yourself from your intuition and numbing yourself from your intuition uh, contrary to what your ego mind tells you. And I was doing that. I, I had to put a stop to this. I was, I chewed and spit my food. I haven't done it since August, 2017. Um, but, and that was a relapse from not doing it for a long time. Um, then I almost relapsed November, 2017, but because I have the tools, because this is a journey, you guys, like we're, n I'm not perfect. I know a lot of people think that we're spiritual leaders or whatever. And, that we are perfect and we know it all and that's just so not true humans having a human experience and you know there's going to be so many times of struggle and stopping ourselves and so I'm just being fully transparent with you and I just I, I'm here from you if you have something like this too you're not alone it's a thing and it's a and I'm here to give you permission and I want you to give yourself permission to stop this now so you stop numbing your intuition so you can hear it, so you can listen to it, so you can thrive. And that's what I feel like I'm doing today. I feel like I'm thriving more. Um, and I'm here to just put an end to the cycle of binging, then starving, then binging again. And this is what I'm here on this podcast to do today, even for myself, because I will still have, I will still struggle with this, you guys. I am here to do nothing but love my body as she is, because she is everything divine and feminine and everything so beautiful and more. And in my, she's, she's so beautiful. My body's so beautiful. Your body is so beautiful. We just happen to choose these human suits. And that's okay. They're, they're not us. And they're beautiful as they are because our bodies are always fluctuating and evolving as we do. We're always ever changing. And it's not society. It's not your mom. It's not your friend and her body. And it's not your food that is doing this to you. That is doing this to me. No, it's me. And it's you. And we have to own that. That it's nobody else's fault. And it's not even our own fault. We just need to stop. So I have made a declaration to no longer label myself as someone who has an eating disorder or had an eating disorder, as this is only, it's just a label that triggers my subconscious mind to believe that I have a disordered relationship with food, and therefore my body should react to such a belief, and instead I am expressing my gratitude for my body, so much gratitude for where she's at, because we are limitless, and we have complete control over our minds and bodies, 
And I realized that it wasn't my diet and exercise regime that helped me to get to this healthy fit weight from my overweight days or my diet and exercise regime when I just needed to gain weight. When I was at either end of the weight spectrum, I was my true, like it was my true belief that I have a healthy relationship with my body and food and that I love myself and enough and my weight will get to a state of health. When I was losing weight, I focused on the weight loss and told myself pound by pound how good I looked because each pound down, I did truly think I looked so good, even even if my pound was, even if I was gaining weight, I would just like truly believe that I look so good. And then when I did need to actually gain weight for my health so I can live on this earth being 88 pounds, I truly believe, and by the way, I'm like, I'm five, five and a half. So if you're 88 pounds and you're super short, that's probably okay. I have no idea. I'm just saying that, um, that was definitely, I was well underweight and I was just dealing, or I truly believe that I was looking great every new day when I was needed to gain the weight. Being on both ends of the spectrum, that's what made me realize this, that we really are creating our reality by what we tell ourselves. And those were good times when I was telling myself good things to get to, and that's what helped me get to a healthy weight. And now my cycle and patterns that I I just, I declare to release is to stop. I I just want to stop the ego mind from telling me that I need to diet or exercise too intensely to be at my healthy weight. And when I find myself comparing my body to others or comparing my body to my fittest self, uh, to just shut it up. Tell that, that thought that she's just no longer welcome because I do look freaking great. I am limitless and I am an empowered goddess and I know I really am so beautiful as I am right now and you are too, I promise you. So stop the body shame and the food shame and the love for your body will follow because that's all that matters. There really is no end goal, body, look, or type and what we all truly want to achieve is truly deeply unconditionally loving our bodies that's all we really want that's all our bodies want is to show our bodies we just love it as it is with the words we say with the food that we nourish it with how much food we nourish it with the quality and the quantity and using the language being able to tune into that language of feeling that our heart brain and our head that our heart brain holds the love that we hold so that our heart brain and our head brain align allowing our body to align so we can let go of numbing our intuition with foods so we can listen to her guidance be so thankful that we are able body that our bodies are so miraculous you know all that shit uh, excuse my french again but all that shit that we put it through all the pollution it's it's walked in all the meals we've stuffed it with yet it still finds its way to digest and put away the food so we can fully function again all the ties that we fell all or all that all the times that we fell or got cut and our bodies just, they healed. They miraculously healed. Like, what is this? Our bodies are such miracles. And just to focus on that and to truly appreciate it. More than gratitude, 
more than anything, like truly appreciate it. And there is a slight difference when you think about it, appreciation versus gratitude, but we don't need to get into that. But to truly appreciate it, focus on giving yourself permission to embrace your healing enabled body. Just give yourself permission day by day, meal by meal, present moment by present moment to love where you are right now, telling yourself you look better every single day, giving yourself permission to love and embrace every atom of your being and giving yourself permission to truly enjoy the foods your body truly wants to enjoy so that any shame or guilt won't be held inside internally or shown externally on your body. Just take it day by day. This reminds me of one of my poems. She gives herself permission to roll with her intuition. Even if her past self rolls her eyes, at least her presence not live in a lie. You are limitless and an ever-changing and evolving human being. And this human suit can fluctuate and evolve with you. So I will end this with my poem. Dear Shell, please accept her sincere apology of stoning you, casting you through hell for all the moments she unconsciously and consciously blocked your pleading yell She hears you. She sees you. You're her one magic wand on this earthly plane that she fully depends on to go above and miraculously beyond, waving your wand to keep her physical well-being sane, waving your wand over all the wounds, the bruises, the restrictions, the indulgences, the confusions from her old destructive self to evolve into her goddess self in her evolved goddess shell if she promises to no longer abuse you with substances that never served you if she promises to listen to your pleas when you need to be nourished to prevent disease when you need to be nourished to prevent dis-ease If she promises to listen when you need to be moved, to be touched, to be calmed, to be loved, listen. When you need a resting, listen. When you give her a blessing of the magic you play, when you give her a healing and honor the emotions and motions her spirit plays and her mind prays if she promises to listen and create a declaration a declaration of dedication to you a declaration of love to you as her final apology then may you her mind and her spirit Live the rest of your earthly days in unwavering harmony. Love always, she. P.S. She's listening.